Welcome, everybody, to episode 17, who would have thought, of Random Encounter. I am your host, Robert Steinman, Pale Robbie on the boards. Uh, joining me today, we have Fresh from Japan. Uh, Stephen Myring, come Talos on the boards. All right, we have the newsman. Uh, Zach Penchik, super flat on the boards. And, of course, the man who is out to destroy my immortal soul. Uh, this is John McCarroll, and this is episode Lubomir Viznovsky, because he's number 17. Did you really just make a Ducks reference in the middle? Yes, I did. Uh, if if you get to do that, then I get to saying, here we go, Steelers, here we go. No. No, you don't. Oh, for, God, a bunch of nerds don't like football. So, no, we just don't like the Steelers. How can you not like the Steelers? Because they are incredibly lame. That was that seems. Yeah, they're crazy. just too good with their six Super Bowls. And what's they all that? like me more, Rob. Everyone uh, else likes me more. Nah, <laughs> shut up, Jets fan. Okay, so this week we have games to talk about as usual. That seems to be the running theme on the podcast. And then we have a very long news section to talk about. Of course, we're going to be talking about the next idiotically named Kingdom Hearts game, as well as a sequel to a Final Fantasy game that nobody wanted. You know what? You know what? Just because. <laughs> all right. Dude, it's called Dream Drop Distance. What the hell? I think we can we can get into this towards the end. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll get into this later, young man. And I will, I will school you. Yes, I love that series. But yes, that title, I can't curse. That title is ridiculous. All right, all right. But 358 over two days, that was that was okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It wasn't amazing. This happened at the beginning. This is as quick as I then we'll actually get into it. Um, at the, everything that came out when the DS originally launched was like yeah. Resident Evil, Deadly, Deadly Silence. Silence. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know, I know. Okay, all right. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, uh, who wants to get cracking with games? Ooh, me, 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 me. Uh, oh, John, go for it. Okay, I'm playing Monster Hunt, Lord of Arcana. What? Sorry. What? I got confused there. No, um... Square Enix was nice enough to send me a pre-release copy of Lord of Arcana, and so I'm busting through that, so hopefully we can have a review this Tuesday. Um, and it is a game that is very clearly in the vein of Monster Hunter. Now, uh. to be fair, this the genre didn't start with Monster Hunter. You know, players, or there, there have been games that have had loot hunting with, you know, item crafting and all of that sort of thing for... Ever and ever and ever. It's not a new concept. But... Monster Hunter made it stupidly popular. Yeah, Monster Hunter made it incredibly popular in Japan, and there, there's a style of Monster Hunter where it's, it's okay, this is an action RPG, you're looking at segmented uh, things on the map, you're hunting for specific items to make specific equipment. And that's what Lord of Arcana is, except Lord of Arcana has experience points, weapon proficiency, and the sort of things that that make Monster Hunter not an RPG because it lacks that sort of element. Do we cover Monster Hunter on the website? I actually no, don't we know. don't. No, we, we don't. don't. It, it was it, for for those of you who don't know, um, there is a big thread on our editor forums that says borderline RPG list. So every time that someone complains, "Oh, you covered this; it's not an RPG," or "Why don't you cover this? It is an RPG," I guarantee that we've discussed it because we discuss covering all sorts of games. Yep. Didn't I put it? Uh, I still have a thread in there about uh, whether or not we're going to cover La Noir since it's kind of a yeah, graphic no. adventure. I. No. I, I I'm sorry, we cover Ace Attorney games, don't we? Here's the thing. No. L.A. Noir is going to be a shooter. <laughs> I doubt I doubt there's going to be very many shooter elements in that yeah. game. Not to get sidetracked, but I really doubt it. I think, the fa- I think that game is going to be based around the investigations with a little bit of third-person shooting. shooting. Yeah. I, it's, 
what what's funny is you know there and we've gone over this over and over in editorials and everything there's really no way to say you know this is an rpg because right. so many games have experience systems and and everything that you know in-depth stories and dialogue trees and the sort of things that you know you would call rpg elements things that make an rpg and at, at this point one of our one, we have we have two things that i personally based on and that is is the game advertised as an RPG, and does the game have an RPG feel? And I know that that's there's there's nothing scientific about it, but that's but yeah yeah yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm just busting balls. That's all I'm doing. But so Lord of Arcana feels a lot like Monster Hunter. For anyone who hasn't played Monster Hunter, you're going out, you're killing monsters, you're getting stuff off of their corpses, and you're using it to build better stuff so that you can go out kill better monsters, and uh, use the better monsters parts to make your new equipment, etc., etc. I'm actually kind of curious, because I played it at the Tokyo Game Show, and you know those little death sequence, like those death animations? I can't remember. I think it's like an instant death attack or something you can do. Oh, I forget what like, they call it. I've got the instruction booklet here. One second. Um, but continue. Um, are those as horribly repetitive as they were in the Tokyo Game Show demo? Yes. Because... I think I spent, I mean, I would have to say a good 15% of the time I spent playing that game was just watching that same canned death animation over and over yeah, again. Yeah, so what it is is you get that, I, I'm not seeing the name of it here in the instruction booklet. Uh, oh, a coup de gras is what they call it in, in uh, the American version. Oh! Ducks just gave up a goal with 10 seconds left. John, focus! Um, <laughs> coup de gras. So if there's an enemy type you will have a coup de gras, and it's the same animation every time, and it's kind of annoying. I like, like, the quick time things when you fight a boss, and you have the death animations, and you have to go through what you do in, you know, God of War, Shenmue, any game that has kind of QTE stuff, you have to hit the right buttons. That's cool. The overall combat is, it's okay. I mean, it's, it it feels like it's straight out of Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I look at the GameFAQs forums about this, and people are like, oh, this is nothing at all like Monster Hunter. You know what? It, it's clear to me that the game was designed to hit that same demographic in Japan. It was that, okay, Monster Hunter is popular among adolescent boys, and it's popular for these reasons. Let's hit these reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I mean, if, if something's selling that ridiculously well, I mean, of course. You can't blame people for doing that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You can't blame them. I mean, when I was in Japan, I mean, I think I said it before, on the train, everybody's playing Monster Hunter or Pokemon. Everybody. Like, old men, young women, kids, adults, everybody. Yeah, I mean, how can you blame a company? Again, um, you know, we'll make fun of Kingdom Hearts later, but, like, I don't blame Square for making a bunch of Kingdom Hearts games because, you know what, people keep buying the bloody things, you know? I mean... If I don't blame them for doing that. Now, we can get into conversation on stagnation and that sort of thing, but I mean, if they're selling, you know, why do we all think there's, why did it just come out that there's going to be a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 next year? Because the last one made a boatload of money. It's the number one game for the whole year, Black Ops, and it doubled the number two game. I mean, for and, God's sake. And it only sake. came out in November. Good like, God. I mean, 
Of course. That it, so Monster Hunter sells a bajillion units, and we're supposed to act surprised when other people start using the Monster Hunter formula. I mean, it's no surprise that Final Fantasy Ajito, now Type Zero, is going to be a Monster Hunter clone, or whatever the hell it is. I, I, I have to... Whatever. I have to admit, with Lord of Arcana, though, it sounded kind of cool, because apparently like the designs and all the art and stuff are designed by like like six or seven different artists or something. Like, I, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it sounds like they really dumped some effort into it. Yeah, to to be fair, I I'm in chapter four now, so I I have to do a lot of grinding this weekend so that I can finish the game. But it's I mean the the designs are cool for the bosses, but it, it the game does not strike me as being incredibly impressive visually. Like it's competent. There's nothing wrong with things, and but the whole oh one of these was designed by Todd McFarlane. It's like. Uh, uh. What what's the actually, platform again? Uh, PSP. Oh, okay. I actually, okay. I, I actually noticed that too when I because I, I wrote a preview of it from TGS and I noticed the same thing. Like after playing Dissidia and Crisis Core and Birth by Sleep, they they it's clear they could have done much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, here's the thing. I like the game. It's fun. And if you like Monster Hunter or you like you know even Diablo or any kind of grindy Diablo. Game, what Diablo? What? Or, what? Uh, where? Where? Wizard, um, you, you can't you can't be a necromancer, but uh... <laughs> still the no. great. Sorry, still the greatest character class ever in a video game. Um, I don't know. You can be a farmer in Etrian Odyssey. Ooh, farmer. Okay, am I like I the far- ha- am I like the farmer I have a whole- from the Dungeon Seed movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, like the farmer that dies in one hit against everything, but can gather lots of minerals. Uh, I have a whole team of farmers in Etrian Odyssey 3 named after Scrubs characters. I have Dr. Cox, Dr. Dorian. <laughs> That's pretty good. So is that it on Lord of Arcana? Uh, yeah, I mean, Connor, it, yeah, I, our review should be up um, probably by the time this podcast is live. Um, if you like Monster Hunter and you like RPGs, you're going to like this. It's a competent game. It's entertaining. It just don't expect anything amazing or, or anything greatly different from Monster Hunter. Like I said, there are some people who are just like, oh, this isn't like Monster Hunter. It really is. Do they do they offer the same co-op and everything like that? Yeah, no, there there's co-op missions. And actually, one of the things that, that is really cool about the game that I will put in at the end, um, the the game, the UMD, allows you to install a demo onto your memory stick. And you can actually play multiplayer with people who have the demo if you have the full version of the game. Oh, that's cool. So if you want to try out with your friends, you're like, oh, no. So I might actually install this on on Kimberly's memory stick and, you know, play a multiplayer mission or two just to see what it's like. Hmm. Yes, I I like games that do that. I know Left 4 Dead, uh, the demo for Left 4 Dead 2, you could play it uh, multiplayer, and I know that kind of changed a lot of people's attitudes. And I I think that's a good thing to do when you're talking about a multiplayer, uh, a game that's focused on multiplayer. I think you really should have a demo to at least give players a feeling for it. Who who remembers uh, the spawn for StarCraft 1 so you could play on a LAN? I not, do remember, yeah. Not me, not me. I, I didn't play enough. No, so literally, like, you could have one copy of the game, and you could install what was called a spawn on another uh, computer, and it would just allow you, it was it was essentially the multiplayer client. You couldn't host a game, you couldn't do anything, but you could join a multiplayer game. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. Hey, only on a LAN, you couldn't go online, 
But and, uh, and now land support is gone. We've come yeah. full circle. Uh, so uh, I know, Stephen, you have uh, older stuff to talk about. Can we maybe hold off on you so that that will lead directly into the news section since you're going to talk about crappy Final Fantasy games? No. <laughs> can we just hold off on you? Yeah, we can hold off on me. Okay, okay. Do you guys mind if I go real quick? Because uh, no. I, got, I got something that just came out um, the past week, which is... That's fascinating. Uh, Shut up. I just got a ghost trick, Phantom Detective, and I actually uh, got through the whole game in about four days. Um, so for those that don't know, Ghost Trick is, from, is for the Nintendo DS. It's from the makers of the Ace Attorney games, and you're playing a dead guy. And as a dead guy, you have a ghost. You, you are a ghost, and you perform tricks, hence the name Ghost Trick. And You, yes. you just blew my mind. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's almost like just dreaming a drop distance. Oh, shut up. Um, so what you do is you solve these kind of Rube Goldberg-esque puzzles by um, inhabiting inanimate objects on the screen. Like you could inhabit a, uh, a tire, for example, and make it roll down the hill, and maybe that opens up a new pathway for you to go from one object to another. Um, no, I'm not. What? No, no, what? That, it, just, it just reminds me of the old Penny Arcade about the GameCube game Geist. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, like in... Like totally possessing the dog and whatnot. I um, got food to scare yeah. the dog. <laughs> yes, uh, it's very similar to that. And um, uh, one thing that really stands out about this game is the awesome animation. It's using that rotoscope uh, animation that's in like Prince of Persia and uh, the Sega Genesis game Flashback. And uh, that oh, just sweet. what? What's that? Sorry, I was just saying Flashback was sweet. Yeah, and it, th- that animation looks so cool on a DS screen. It's nice and fluid. It really gives the game a good deal of personality. Um, I, I really have a love-hate relationship with Ghost Trick. Uh, like I said, I finished it. And on the one hand, I think there's absolutely brilliant parts in the game where um, y- you really feel like you're getting somewhere. You have to open up your pathway because you can only move between objects that are fairly close together. Uh, but at times, the game really falls into standard adventure game trial and error, especially during sequences where you're trying to prevent someone from dying. Uh, you kind of you travel back into four minutes before the person dies, and you have to go about a specific sequence of events to prevent that person from dying. And this sequence is completely linear. It's completely laid out. There, you have to do it in a certain order, or you fail. Um, and at these points, uh, since you're dealing with adventure game logic and the game doesn't make logical sense, sometimes you really can get stuck and very frustrated at one point in the game, you have to swap a bullet with, I think it's a hat. You swap a bullet with like a, um, what with like a winter hat and the winter hat hits a person and simulates them dying, but they don't actually die. And there, there's just silly stuff like that going on in the game where I'm just I'm staring at the DS screen going, the only re- reason I got this is just from trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. So uh, I know Kim's on review for it, and I, I'll be really interested to see what she thinks about it. Just because th- there's moments of absolute brilliance in this game, and I, I really like the storytelling. Uh, the ending to the game really warmed my cold dead heart there's certain things that if you tug on certain heartstrings uh certain aspects they'll make me emotional and this game actually hit one of those chords and it it was kind of cool and i I was really happy the way everything comes together it's a well-told story so i was playing the game for the story the actual gameplay was 
very frustrating at times. Yeah, I have a question for you about that. One of the things that Kimberly said frustrated her is that uh, a lot of the the puzzles apparently are timing-based. Yeah, yep. And one of the worst puzzles is actually early in the game. So what John means, what John and Kim mean with this timing base is like, at one point in the scenario, like say when someone's about ready to die, they'll like knock a lamp over or like toss their pen up in the air. And at that specific moment, you have to go from one object to another, or you have to perform a specific action. And if you miss it, you have to restart the whole encounter over again. Now, the game does a pretty good job of telling you. Uh, the main character, Sissel, will say things like if you click on his internal monologue, he'll say things like, oh, maybe I should retry that. So the game does kind of tell you, like, hey, you screwed up, try again. But all that means is that, okay, well, now I'm going to try this other random thing. And there's times when things just don't make sense. Like, how was I supposed to know that a basketball could be caught by an umbrella? Like, I... I didn't understand that that was going to happen. I just started flicking and doing random things, and and it worked. So I really like Ghost Trick. I think what would uh, fix it, they do they space out some nice save points as you're going through, like, say, saving someone from dying so that you don't have to replay the entire section. But what the game desperately needed was, like, a one-move or two-move rewind option or kind of like in Little Big Planet, how you can rewind, like, all the way back. So that if you missed something, you could just rewind it real quick instead of having to start the whole encounter over again. So it's a good game. I would definitely say that if you're a fan of the Ace Attorney games or if you like those old school adventure games like Flashback, I think you'll like it. But just be ready to maybe go to an FAQ every once in a while if you get really stuck. Once you start dealing with the game's internal logic of, yeah, just try random crap until it works, you, you can pretty much get through it. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what's better, that or nine nine nine? Oh, nine 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 is much better because nine 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 you can never screw up. Like that's the thing. Nine 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 is so much more relaxing because there's never anything timed. So it, it it creates this scenario of just like, oh, it's nice and relaxing. I don't feel like the game is pressuring me to do anything. You know, even as the room fills with you with know water. Dead, yeah, with deadly water, you know, you're uh, who, you have who time cares? to sit there and think about the the man you saw. Like, man, I saw a guy, and I think he was bad. I, th- I think he was bad. He was wearing <laughs> a gas mask. The, oh, oh crap! The water's filling the room, but he was wearing a gas mask. Yeah, he was wearing a gas mask. I was wearing so. a gas mask. What was happening to me? Why do I look so sick? <laughs> I, I do think Ghost Trick is a really cool game, and I, I think it's a good direction for the Ace Attorney guys, just because it seems like they've been turning an Ace Attorney game out like every year. So this this is a cool game, oh, uh, okay. something different. Here's the thing: you you say that they've been turning out a game every year. the The first three Ace Attorney games, um, you're probably not aware of this, were not for DS. Yeah, I know they were for Game Boy Advance. I'm yeah, aware. yeah. So I mean, objection. Yeah, you can yell objection on the DS versions. But, but, but how do you do it on the Game Boy? Yeah, how are you supposed to do this? Yeah, remember the remember when we used to do those to play video games? Did I, did I mention that uh, Ace Attorney Investigations really doesn't like my voice because I kept trying to do the objection thing? Yeah, and it would it, only it, register it's not like... great. Though, though hearing that and looking at my Kinect, that would be awesome. Hmm. 
so you could actually point and everything. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> the side profile point. Ooh, I object! Objection! Uh, that, there's one really cool character in Ghost Trick, the Inspector, and, like, he dances onto the scene and does, like, a Michael Jackson, like, spin move with, like, leg kick and head tilt. And it looks <laughs> it looks so cool in that rotoscope animation. Like, I wish they could go back and program that into Prince of Persia. I think that would have been kind of cool. I, I, I like it. I, I think... A lot of people are giving Ghost Trick, uh, like some of the review scores out there have been like nines and tens and stuff. And I, I think that's a little high just from the absolute trial and error nature, uh, nature of it. But I know Game Informer like gave it a six, and I, I think that's way too yeah, low. But... It's been, it's been real, like people have been like, this is awesome or meh. Yeah, but I, I think the story is really good. It, it is a little cliched at times, and you can kind of see where it's going. But still, the game warmed my cold, dead heart. So, I'd, I'd be interested to see what you think of uh, Phoenix Wright, the original, the Ace Attorney. Did you yeah. did you get that copy? Yeah, I got I got uh, the original Ace Attorney, so I can start playing it. But uh, as I said during the pre-show warm-up, uh, I'm probably going to take a little like week break from RPGs. I kinda, I'm kind of like RPG slash adventure gamed out right now. I think if I played an Ace Attorney game, I would snap my DS in half if I got stuck. So I, I think this week's going to be a Dead Space 2 week of just uh, killing necromorphs and being scared. I need and something. Then we're going to gonna play multiplayer. No, we're not. No one's going to play that <laughs> multiplayer. Good we lord. We are. Don't you have Left 4 Dead 2? Why have I not killed you in this game yet? Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, see? There we go. All right, Matt. Sorry. All right, we're getting off topic. Sorry. Uh, if you're yes. going to get off topic, I'm going to say that the Ducks won. Woo. Shut up. If we're going to get off topic, we're all going to be screwed when Diablo 3 comes out because we're not going to be able to podcast unless we're doing it while I play that game. Yeah, they'll be like, where's the host? And where's Steven? They're gone. Like, they're PKing uh, noobs, LOL. <laughs> Lols. Uh, no, I actually won't player kill. And, uh, in all right. Okay, anywho. But to answer Zach's question, I probably will play some of the original Ace Attorney. Am I going to like it, or am I going to find it very frustrating? I think no, it'll, it, it'll be a bit closer, I think, to uh, 999 in, in the puzzle-solving segments. I, at least it seems uh, compared to how it's handled in Ghost Trick because there's a lot more – you know, like find there, you know, it's, it's broken up into like find the evidence in this crime scene or talk to these people to, you know, like had to get this information. Yeah. None of it's timing based. And all of that works out very well. But in Ace Attorney Investigations in the Miles Edgeworth game, like there were times where I had like 37 pieces of knowledge and Miles Edgeworth is like, and I have that one important piece right <laughs> here. And I'm looking at the screen going, dude, I have no idea what the hell you're talking here, here's about. Here's the thing. Like, it, oh, it, oh, gets, great. it gets like that towards like the end of missions four. And and a little bit in three, um, five is actually a mission that's unrelated to the previous four, um, and you also get some instances at the ends of missions three and four where it's like, huh, I'm missing something. In which of these twelve locations is it in? It uh, can get a little frustrating. Game FAQs. I, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that website open on yeah, my computer. No, and but here's the thing. I really do think that you're going to enjoy the game because I think by far it is the most charming of any adventure game that I've ever played. Oh, cool, cool. Now, I, I think I'll play a little bit of that to break up Dead Space. Like I'm not going to play Dead Space except when it's at night. I'm one of those people that when I play a horror game, like I turn out all the lights. I I want to be completely immersed in the game to the point where I was playing the demo for Dead Space 2 and my cat jumped on me and I literally rocketed like eight <laughs> feet in the air. I swear to God, the little jerk was sitting at the bottom of the couch just going, wait for it, wait for it. Now! 
You should play Amnesia. They have invisible water monsters. Did oh I? My God. Did I talk about Amnesia on the show? Just real. I don't just, think you uh, did. Just real, know. real quick, because Steven and I talked about it over Steam. That game is really awesome, but good lord, the blur effect. I actually started to get a headache playing that game. Like that is the first time in my life that a game made me feel physically nauseous. Now, Fight Night Round but it's a success. Three for PS3. But but Steven's kind of right because the whole point of the game is that you actually do develop a headache as you like stand in the darkness for a long time. But I need to Your go character in. Character does. Yeah, I need to go in and turn those blur features and crap off because I I literally thought I was gonna like totally chunder playing that game, and that has never happened to me playing a video game. Like I I don't get motion sickness, I never get disoriented, and this game I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. Like. I don't know. It just—I think the blurry animation really, really got to me. I suffer from migraines on occasion, and that it, it almost kicked in a migraine on me. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, so that's all I've been playing is Ghost Trick. I'll, maybe I'll talk about a little bit of Phoenix Wright uh, next time we record. So, moving on to Zach. I've been playing some some old games. I know Steven's been playing some old games, but I've also been playing crappy games. Uh, yeah, but I'm being I'm uh, being discriminated against because Rob doesn't like the games I'm playing. It's yes. it's cool. Don't worry about it. He he hates one of them. Uh, I'll talk about the one he likes first though. Yay. I've been playing. Uh, I just started uh, playing actually, uh, Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, and you're playing the correct version of it, right? Uh, yeah, I'm playing the PC version. There you go. I just like I've been meaning. I bought it in you know October when it came out in 2009, and I just never really like. I never either had the time because of school to like sit down, or I was. I have a really bad habit of, of restarting characters when, when you have more than, like, three options when you're creating, you know, like, race or gender or whatever. Um, so I finally, finally sat down, uh, managed to get through the the human noble origin as a, a rogue, and uh, I played through, let's say, the first three or so hours, uh, and it's really good. Like, I was, I was the, there was a little bit at the beginning where, you know, before you get... So, you know, a full party, um, you know, and it just it didn't seem like it was quite coming together. Right. You only had like two people, three people. You didn't have any mages. Mm -hmm. Um, Once you get your first mage, which is just, you know, some generic character uh, who's like a circle mage uh, in in the Tower of Ishar, which is, you you know, some somewhere in Ostagar, whatever. Um, Once you once you have that kind of tactical maneuverability where you have a legitimate damage dealer uh that isn't you know my one rogue uh it really starts to come together and now i have you know my full party of of dog uh alistair and morgan yeah i I named i named my dog pseudo or pseudo i I gotta i gotta ask because uh this is the part where like i wrote in my review of dragon age that the beginning part of the game like the origin story is fairly easy and then all of a sudden the training wheels on that game come off and the game's like hey guess what f you you're gonna die and like the first time is when you go into that tower and you're on that bottom floor and it's like you walk over a tripwire and then a mage like hits you with a fireball fell that that happened to me how many times did you die on that part before you got it right uh only once or twice i i read um, one one big tip for anyone playing, uh, I think I don't know if it's only on the PC version, but if you if you basically abuse the the hold position command, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which which prevents either prevents or has your characters like the rest of your party moving around with you. So basically, you can run, you know, like your one character, either the tank or whoever you want to do, in you know, like to to pull one guy, 
and then take care of him, you know, like basically destroy him with your four party members uh, and then like pull another guy. And by, by the time I managed to do that, it was, you know, like the one mage left and like three archers. And by that point we, it was pretty, you know, made, made quick work of them, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I really, I mean, I haven't had a chance to, you know, legitimately sit down and invest myself in any of the older infinity engine RPGs or, you know, basically any serious, uh, computer style RP, you know, CRPG style role-playing game. Um, and so this is pretty much a first for me and it's really, I've been really enjoying it more than I expected I would. Um, especially now that I have that tactical viability with, with all of my characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the couple of things that I'll warn you about, and we've talked about it before, like, the tactics screen is very similar to the Gambit system from Final Fantasy XII, and it doesn't work as well. Like, you, even if you make the game like, okay, the first option is supposed to be the thing that the character will always do, your tactics will break down very quickly. And if you're not pausing and assigning actions all the time, like, the the wheels come off the car very fast. Yeah, and, I, I noticed that, and I've actually kind of started basically just going round by round almost. Yeah, micromanage um, the crap out of your characters, and then be really careful with your tactic of pulling one character at a time, because the game does this really cheap thing a couple, uh, only a couple times in the game, but it'll it'll make you pull your hair out, where like you'll send in like your rogue or whatever to go pull an enemy, and then in the room that your other characters are in, suddenly like 10,000 zombies will spawn, and if you're like me, and you keep your healing mage in the back line, that healing mage is suddenly screwed, and the game really does a piss-poor job of telling you when that happens. So keep an eye on your map. It, it, there's only a few points in the game where it does that, but it does the old like, hey, I just investigated this room, and now enemies are spawning from it isn't that awesome it feels like you're playing doom 3 but yeah but either way that's uh i've been really enjoying it so far unfortunately i i went away for the weekend i like sat down thursday night like played three and a half hours uh and then friday morning left for the weekend uh and you know can't really drag my giant desktop around with me so that's been on the back burner uh, but I've also been playing, and, and this is the one that Rob is less of a fan of, uh, The World Ends With You, uh, straight straight from 2007. <laughs> um, you don't like that? Oh, wow, I didn't know Rob didn't uh, like that game, too. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. No, he, I, and anything that Nomura is involved with, yeah, I think he doesn't. Zipper, zippers and emo characters and horrible combat system. Yes, I hate them all. I, I, I agree with Rob on the horrible combat system. Like, I... It was it was needlessly complicated. I would have been happy with it if they just had the bottom screen combat. So so yeah. So this is this is the the one thing that I can can kind of give my two cents on that people probably haven't heard before. Um, the I, it started off as you said needlessly complicated. At a certain point uh, through through uh, Shiki's uh, week, I found I bought an item that like turned her uh, uh, diagram fighting diagram basically for those of you who don't know uh on the bottom screen you control the main character neku with uh like swiping and tapping motions on on the touch screen and then on the top screen you control either with the d-pad or the face buttons depending if you're lefty or righty uh and you basically press your way through this like chain of uh commands that has like two different branches and you can do different things and you try to the the complexities come where you try to get there's like three symbols um and you try to like match them up to these cards on the top which gives you like the the option to do this special like joint attack um and so 
I found at some point, either on the, like the second or third day, maybe uh, this item that allows, like it turned the shape of, of the, you know, grid thing into a lance, which basically meant that I pressed right a whole bunch or left, you know, like pressed one direction. And then uh, at like the last, like two or three, it would just be like up, down, you know, like up, right, right, or down, right, right. Um, but honestly, the, the time that I was having the most fun is just like, if I was just like hammering on one direction for the assist character, uh, and kind of lucking out with, uh, the, with the matching cards, uh, was, was when I was really able to do, you know, like the, do the most damage. And I found the combat system getting progressively easier as I made my way through the first week. And then, um, I don't know if it's how how spoilery it is, but you get into a second week of this you know this game in which the game is taking place. Um, so now that I have this new assist character, I'm um, let's say you know halfway through the second week, it's the now you have to like match numbers and like you have to make sure that some numbers are higher than like a certain so number glad lower. I didn't play this and game. it's it net for some like i i don't have that same item that like changes the shape of the thing so now it's back to being fairly difficult combat that i kind of have to pay attention to if i actually want you know if i want it to work out in any way so um, my, my biggest problem with this game not not trying to just cutting in with for one second hmm. my biggest problem with this game was i i got about I forget, think maybe it was like day four or day five, and I would die in combat, and then I would restart it, and I would do the exact same thing that I just did, and it's like I wouldn't even get hit. So the, there really didn't seem to be any feeling between it. It felt like pure luck. It honestly felt like Final Fantasy thirteen, where I really wasn't having much input on the combat, and it was just like, well, I'm gonna either get really lucky, and hope is going to put all the shield spells and like shell and everything on me, or he's not gonna do it fast enough, and I'm gonna die. And it was like either Neku is going to hit a bunch of characters with this object, and everything's gonna work out fine, or I'm dead. And That's so the, uh, I, I, mean, I didn't like, feel in control. What What I found with that is, you know, like the. I remember when we were talking about it a, a while ago, one of the issues that you had was the imprecision of the touchscreen controls. Ugh, yeah. And that, that was something that I was struggling with at first as well. But then I kind of, after getting used to making like larger, more pronounced swipes, maybe it had to do with, you know, like the size of the, the DSi XL screen. Um, I gotten, there's the kind of rhythm that, you know, I set up with the, the pins where I have this one like ice spike. Yeah, um, that was the you, only one. That you was swipe the up, and then yeah. once you get like another one, that's like, uh, you, like I have basically the ice spike, and then uh, two pins right now in the middle, uh, that are like basically swipe on the enemy to you know like attack, and then there's one that's like tap on the enemy to attack, and so basically I just cycle through, you know, I'll swipe up, and then I'll swipe the enemy, and then I'll tap the enemy, I and I get it. you get into this kind of rhythm on the bottom screen, which you know like if you're Keep it, if you're able to keep up with that, then you can kind of go up to the top screen and be a little bit more precise with your controls there. Yeah. And, you know, like, ho- hopefully it'll kind of work out that, you know, you can, you can manage it. Um, although I will say that when it isn't working, like when there is that one, you know, like time when the enemies get into this, like, attack chain, you know, you get – you can easily get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the ice spike was the only thing that I could ever get to work consistently like are you using a dsi xl 
I am. I am. Okay. Uh, I was thinking maybe that was my problem, but I just yeah. I could never get the the horizontal slash. I could never feel like that was working. Like I would have to do it five times to get it to work once. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I mean, mostly user error, but like I couldn't get it to work. It's it's just kind of odd. Like I don't really know you know how to how to explain it, but there's there's like just a certain I don't know if it's like smaller swipes that I do. I, somehow it works. And well, I mean, I, I, I no, I I can understand having I I put the game on a DS Lite, and because I don't know, the larger screen because the pixels are larger, it's you do need more. I could see how you would need more pronounced. Yeah, motions. I mean, it, it depends. I that's the thing is like some of my motions aren't really all that big. You know, like it covers like a very you know like a relatively small chunk of the screen. Um, but on the other hand, you know, it's uh, I've managed to to get through the game all right so far. So I mean, maybe it's just the the manner in which you know like you're we're swiping differently or whatever. But either way, I mean, like it's it's uh. I, I can certainly say that, you know, like based on our experiences, it's a divisive game. But if it if it manages to click for you, uh, it's I, I mean, I've I've found it pretty enjoyable so far. The plot has been uh, it seems like it's it's ramping up a little now. Neku has become much less of the the emo like punk 14 or 15 year old or whatever. I would have drowned that kid. It it, it takes like it's still not he's still not great. And I think I don't know if I'm like halfway or a third of the way through the game, but somewhere around there. Uh, But I hope I'm hoping for a little bit more progression soon. Uh, This is interesting because like my biggest problem with Japanese games lately is that I cannot stand like 90 percent of the cast. But then when I play Mass Effect or Dragon Age or even Fallout, like I find myself really loving the characters. Like, I love Alistair and Morgan, like, just bantering in Dragon Age. Like, I love those two characters. I love just listening to them. What's the... I can't remember the the healer's name, the old lady. Oh, yeah, Wynn. I mean, even she's cool. She's she's hilarious with Alistair. Oh, yeah, she's spiteful and whatnot. And Shale is is just borderline, like, has you on the floor rolling. The, The best thing I ever heard in that game, I was playing it, and I literally almost fell over laughing. Is you're talking to Shale and he's saying something about his personality and he's like, and you can say, uh, "There's a person in you, Shale, somewhere deep down inside." And Shale goes, "If there is a person inside of me, it is because I ate him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, 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 here, here's what I think in regards to that. I think that in Western RPGs, it's much more focused about the individual character. Whereas in a lot of JRPGs, I see it as as being less about the individual characters and more about the world. Okay, okay. It, it seems like the like characters are, are like a, a vehicle, like an archetypal vehicle to you know like propel the story right. through, and through maybe, the world. And maybe that's why I love Persona so much is because that it's not about the world; it's about the characters and their experiences, and I find that to be much more enjoyable i just feel like every like final fantasy or twewi or any of these games that's come out that i can't stand it's like we got three or four shinjis in the damn game like shinji from <laughs> from Beyond genesis just like i'm sorry if you're a 
Oh, I'm really sad about everything. If you're a 14 year old kid and you get to drive drive like a hundred story tall mech, wouldn't you just feel like the bee's knees? I would be walking into school and just feeling like the cock of the walk. Instead, Shinji's got to be a little whiny brat about it all the time. And why do we feel that every Dad Japanese game? Nobody loves me. My father doesn't love me. Hey, screw your father. Just step on him with your giant mech. Your dad's a D-bag. No one cares. Your dad has something living in his hand. Just step on him. Good Lord, he reincarnated your mother somehow. Kill him. I forgot how completely screwed that anime was. Have you been watching the the rebuild, though? The rebuild's actually the really rebuild's good. pretty awesome. The yeah, rebuild. I mean, they're fixing I've been, it. I've been meaning to check it out, but... Yeah, we but only back, got... Back to the... Sorry, the, sorry. Know, RPGs. Yeah, but, so. you know, it... Here's the thing. I when, when I think of favorite characters in RPGs, most of them tend to come from Western style games. You know, yeah. I think of Minx Kenbu. I think of HK47. I think I I really like Michael Thornton from from uh, Alpha Protocol. Even though I know a lot of people thought that the dialogue in that game was wonky. I like I like Nolan North's character in Alpha Protocol. It's I like Nolan North's character in Uncharted. Does he have an uh, aft tuck and he's also supposed to be Purdy? No, no. He is a homicidal maniac who has like great that. pleasure in dipping people in battery acid and, like, pouring the detergent down. Oh, it's if, – if, you, if you're going to play one game with Nolan North in it that isn't Uncharted, it should be off protocol. Wait, I think this wait, 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 wait. Alpha there, there, there are games that don't have Nolan North in them? Yeah, right. Uh, I guess, yeah. Well, I guess or so, not, yeah. I get so confused. <laughs> is Nathan, wait, is Nathan Drake being held by Abstergo in Assassin's Creed? I don't know! I'm so confused. Okay, uh, Zach, with, without further ado, can we get to Steven and he can talk yeah. about this? We can talk about his awful games. Have you gotten the final movie in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep final mix? <laughs> the final no, I the, the final movie right. that looks cool but then the rest of the game is kind of like meh alright first of all Birth by Sleep is an excellent game okay here we go uh, Final Mix added not much to it um, basically because it was just an excuse for them to reissue the American version and add like one or two things to quick it quick question quick question is it true that Leonard Nimoy plays the voice of Xehanort because if yes. so that is awesome yes that he is okay. It. That's awesome. I would honestly well. play the. I would honestly play the game just to hear no, that. I, I, I was. He, sell, he sells the character. I, I was watching Kimberly play it. I'm like, that's Spock. That is awesome. Like, I, I, I really liked the final movie in Kingdom Hearts too. Like, uh, watching those three knights like getting blasted all about like in a Dragon Ball Z fight. I really liked that. That that's that's Birth by Sleep. I mean, literally, that's the three characters you play as. That segment is in the game. And you play. Well, I don't and want to buy a PSP. Awesome. Uh, actually, Mark Hamill actually voices uh, the the good Keyblade Master too. Oh, cool! Awesome. Interesting. So it's like Spock versus Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, pretty amusing. Interesting. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but go. Um, that said, I guess since it just came out, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But there is a new secret video, but it's not really like it doesn't really do much. It just basically teases another Kingdom Hearts game that isn't shocker. Dream Drop <laughs> Distance. Um, it adds a new episode to the ending, which takes place after the, like, literally at the very end of the game. I watched the entire sequence on Justin TV. Uh, it adds nothing to the story, but it's cool if you, if you're into the, if you're into the game, just because it adds some, you know, hard boss fights and and kind of a toss to Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, the music, uh, the music is unbelievably good, but I said that last time. So, so Kimberly wants Birth by Sleep. Final Mix Plus. She already owns the U.S. version of the game. Is it worth us shelling out the seventy bucks to import it? Um, 
for me, it was just because, you know, I play these games like an idiot. And uh, I, 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 I beat the Japanese version and did everything. I beat the English version and did everything. And I intend on doing it again in Final Mix. Final Mix does not add a whole lot. It adds a couple of cutscenes. It adds a new episode to the end and some new optional bosses. Um, I mean, if she really likes Birth by Sleep, it might be worth it. But for all intents and purposes, she's not going to be missing out on any story. You can watch the secret video on the internet, and it, it adds very little. Um, okay. Hmm. But, I mean, the new secret bosses are, are in multiplayer, so that, that's fun. But, like I said, it doesn't... It's not... It's more like Kingdom Hearts 1's final mix, which added, like, a boss fight and some cutscenes, and not Kingdom Hearts 2's final mix, which added literally, like, hours of content. I'm in another say, game. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I would, I would say do not shell out the $70 for it. It's not worth it. I'm kind of okay. I'm kind of surprised that uh, I guess I was expecting Birth by Sleep to come to PS2 with the final mix. I was kind of thinking that they would do that. I guess I guess Square just likes leaving money on the table. Cause you mean I, the PS3? Because there's no way that that there's ever going to be another PS2. RPG. Why the hell not? <laughs> Here's because no no no, no I, don't laugh. No major retailer is putting shelf space for PS2 anymore. You know, I still you see that's yeah, true. Uh, I guess for new PS2 games, you, okay, I can, I okay, can see that. You go, you go into GameStop and they have like one row of new PS2, and it's like Madden 11, uh, FIFA 11, and uh, the Backyardigans. But do you think that? <laughs> but do you think it would have done better if they were only going to release it in Japan? Do you think it would have been better to release it on PS2 than PSP? I don't. Yeah, I don't no, know. No. I'm just asking. No. 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 Here's I think. The thing. I think. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. okay. The P- um. the P- no. <laughs> <laughs> Snarl. The, the PS2 is dead. Like there. Oh. I. I know it's sad. It's been ten years. We're gonna get over it. But. If, if they were going to re-release it on another platform, it would be, you know, it would be a PS3 release. And they'd probably give it the same kind of spit, polish, and shine that, you know, when they did Ratchet and Clank from the PSP and put that on PS2. Same with the Jack and Daxter. Um, but I I don't see them spending the time to port that to PS2 because it's it it wouldn't sell. All right, all right. I, I was just asking. I was interested. Okay, so Birth by Sleep Final Mix, not exactly necessary. All right, Stephen, what else have you been playing? All right, well, uh, I played uh, the demo for Dissidia 2. Uh, Dissidia Duodecim Prologus. Uh, Square Enix is batting 1,000 this month with titles. But anyway, um, <sighs> for people who like Dissidia, it's very similar. They basically added an assist character, uh, some new levels, and some new characters. Um the demo's fun. It's just a ripoff because it's a three. You have to pay for it. It's a three dollar demo. Uh, they say it's you know a better deal because you get a story mode, which I beat in about ten minutes, uh, and you unlock D- it. Basically, it's basically an unlock for DLC. You unlock Aerith in the full game. She's uh, alive. In Dissidia, yes. Oh. So but, Sephiroth. Um, <laughs> oh, and all the villains. Just throw a phoenix down at her. She'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> death is always reversible, except when it's not. Except in a cutscene. Except when we say it's not. Uh, all right. Uh, so when is that coming out in America? Has it even been announced? March. March. March, March Twenty second. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was um, going to be way later. They added new characters, and in the demo, the only new characters that you can play as are Kane from Final Fantasy IV, which you heard someone typing earlier. That was actually me playing. Uh, Kane is a blast to play as. His moves are totally sweet. Because um, he uses his ju- his like his jump attacks, so Kane has really good range. He can attack basically straight up, straight down. 
are kind of at an angle. And it's really fun to like juggle people into the air and then like fly up into the top of the screen and slam down on them. Can can I guess the other character? Because I, I don't know anything about Duodecim. I didn't like Dissidia. Um, yes, is it X Death? It is not. He was already. Uh, he was uh, X Death was already in the first one. In tree form? Um, Serious? No, just regular. But oh. in his ex, in his like super attack, he he went into like void mode, but he never turned into tree form. Sadly, but his voice was hysterical. Because he would laugh and he'd be like, oh, 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 oh. I, I want to fight a tree. We, we've, been through, we've been through this, John. We can't have nice things. <laughs> we can't have nice things. We can have dream drop distance, which we'll get into. But <sighs> the other character in the demo is Lightning, and she's pretty cool. Um, I'm not really... I, the, hey, the demo I, character... That's like, that's, that's uh, Rob's favorite character. Yeah, Actually, I, I, found, I found her to probably be the second least annoying character in that game. Fine then. Yeah, she's she's second least annoying in oh, the city. Well. Is it is it behind Vanille as as your second least? Vanille made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like I I was very like nervous for people to hear me playing Final Fantasy thirteen because they probably thought that I had an underage hooker stashed under my bed. <laughs> oh my god! I was I. All right, we'll get into my third game. I'm playing Final Fantasy thirteen and I've never beaten it. Um, and I was playing it the other night and I was at the scene near the very beginning when you fight like the bird thing and you have Saz. Hope and Vanilla with you, and she's like running. I want to run and look around. Ah, 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 ah. Um, and my girlfriend just looks at me and she goes, "What the hell are you playing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's Final Fantasy, but yeah." It sounds like tentacle porn. <laughs> so, um, is your favorite character the Chocobo that that lives in Saz's hair? Saz's hair, the Frocobo. I didn't exactly like Saz as much as a lot of people. No, did. no, I I didn't ask you about Saz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, I, I just found Saz to to just be like lame but not annoying, if that makes sense. You know, like he didn't outright offend me like every other character in that game. He's not the hero. See, I kinda like Saz. I mean he's for once he's an older Final Fantasy character who's actually first of all older and not, you know, they don't call him old man and he's twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how the Final Fantasy casts have gotten progressively younger as I've gotten older. <laughs> but I think Saz is actually kind of cool because he's he's totally like just a normal human being and no one else on that team is a normal human being by any means. Isn't he a normal human being that rides a Cadillac that is a actual like Aeon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So So he's basically a combination of Prince and Eddie Murphy. So what's wrong with that? Charlie Game. Murphy. Game. Blouse. But anyway, because because Rob hates all the games I'm playing, I'm also playing 999. I uh, love not, Screw you. I love 999. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not far enough that I want to discuss it. So next time we, we record, I'll probably have finished it and done everything. Yeah, I love um, how Ryan Payton actually talked about 999 on a Weekend Confirmed this week. I wanted to be like, hey, give give some credit where credit's due. We've been talking about this for like a month now. You Forever. Jerk. Yeah, you jerk. But, you Microsoft that. jerk. I guess I've kind of been like, you, Ryan. gamer HDDing lately, ADDing lately because uh, I, what I've been playing most is the original Deus Ex. Because uh, I want I to play the... playing the original Deus Ex. Did we all buy it on Steam sale? Yeah, no, every one <laughs> yeah. of us bought it on Steam sale. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. I'm the going thing to... is, I may have purchased that like 
a year ago on Steam sale, as as people do. <laughs> but just oops, I'm gonna play that uh, during February, like after I beat Dead Space Two. While I'm waiting for Dragon Age, I'm gonna play Deus Ex because I I tried to play the absolutely atrocious uh, emulated version on PlayStation Two or the port, oh don't do which that. Is, Oh my god! Like that—that that was like going to see The Godfather, but you were blind, and you're like, they were like, the we big? added some new content to it, and we broke the textures, graphics, gameplay, and performance. <laughs> I just—I—I well, I, I played it. It's the only game I've ever returned besides Street Fighter Four. It's the only game that those are the two games that I've—I've I've returned because I was just like, this is not cool. Yeah, that's how I felt about Street Fighter Four. We won't get into that. Yeah, we won't get into that. Um, but. Yeah, I, I played it back in high school and never got past the first segment, which is, I guess, New York. And uh, I'd never been able to get into it. But now that I'm playing it now, I really think it's kind of ahead of its time. Like, very few games were that interactive and that open. Yeah. That, and so, I, I think I think it's really held back by the technology that it ha- it was based that, on. The interface got to me. Like, I, I bought it on Steam sale and I played through the tutorial. The interface is needlessly complicated, but the rest of the game is good. Oh, well, yeah. it'll be interesting to play that and then play uh, Human Revolution whenever the hell that comes out. So is that it for what we've been playing? Can we move on to news and talk I, about... I want to add one thing really quick. Maybe this is probably a tease. It'll take like two seconds, Rob. I've played... I've been playing Venetica. And when I say I've been playing Venetica, I mean I got 45 minutes into the game, died, and realized that the game has no autosave feature. Ouch. <laughs> Isn't that the game... That was developed by the guys who made Twisted Metal, and it featured people with car hands that wore thongs. Or I, no, that was Kinetica, wasn't it? What the I'm, hell I'm, is wrong yeah, no, with you, Rob? No, 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 friend. Rob. That was Kinetica, and I know what that is. Okay, so I'm not. I didn't just make up a game. <laughs> I think Kin- Kinetica. They were playing, I think, in the background of a triple X movie, and I remember seeing that and being like that kid at the movie theater who's like, I know that video game. <laughs> But I just remember being strangely turned on because the cars had thongs, but I was also very disturbed by that. All right, so actually, based, on. Back, back to this RPG that actually exists. <laughs> Screw no, you. It, it's it, it's a German developed game where you play as the daughter of death and you have kind of control over that sort of thing. But even though when you you if you you can die once and you'll get resurrected because your father is death and he won't let you die, uh, but you need spirit power. And I so I died and then I died again. And it's like game over, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks. Let me load my auto." So, oh, oh. <laughs> it does suck when a game doesn't auto save. That is like a giant kick in the nuts in this day and age. I I can't stand that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the thong car? <laughs> the thong car. We need to add this to the like the show notes so people know why I just started laughing. At it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, autosave function, did you guys see what the hardcore mode of uh, Dead Space Two is going to be, where you can only save like three times, and if you die, it sends you back to one of the three save points. Yeah. I really like that. Here's it's the like thing: Demon Souls no, <laughs> just hates you. Look, there, there's only one game that gets it right when it comes to doing a legitimate hardcore mode, and that's Steel Battalion for the original Xbox. The game that erases your data if you die. Yeah, if you die, <laughs> we're going to erase your save. Yeah, I remember Hideo Kojima talked about that one time, like making a game that would literally burst into flames if you die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, only Kojima would be able to get And you know what? The fanboys would love it. They would be like, Kojima is so brilliant in taking my $60 from me and lighting it on fire. What a jerk. 
What a jerk. And didn't David Cage say that he only wanted you to play through Heavy Rain once? Yeah. Was that to make sure that you wouldn't realize the massive plot holes? Uh, he wanted he wanted it to be a, a an experience, you know. He wanted you to 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 have that one experience of the game and to to really just yeah, you know. I totally, take Jason! I totally see where he's Jason! 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 It, it kind of I mean on on the one hand it, it was to protect the plot holes, but on the other hand, like there there is a certain magic to that game the first time you play through it and seeing what could happen. It, Here's, uh, it's like when you it's like when you watch the sixth sense again and you're like oh there's the cool things and then you go that doesn't make any sense ouch all right let's talk about news uh news. hey i hear i hear they announced some kind of final fantasy game rob what do you know about I guess, that i mean Robert, if, if we're Robert, gonna get Robert, into those I, I was gonna i was gonna talk about the non-final fantasy yeah, let's talk about non-final fantasy stuff first we only got so, like so non non-square well, i guess on, this is strange too but uh Tactics Ogre European Limited Edition. Uh, so, so that PSP game with uh, Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, is coming to Europe uh, with 44-page art book, soundtrack, and a nice little box. Uh, and so that's coming out February 25th uh, in Europe. When, and is, when is Radiant Historia coming out in America? February 22nd. Not soon enough. Second, February I'm, very, I'm very interested in that. I might pick that up. Have you been... We, we we have a preview copy of the game, and actually one of our editors is working on it right now. And we have a preview that will be going up this week sometime. He loves it. Yeah, the music is I, – I said this in the last podcast. Yeah, the music is just ridiculously good. And Do you have anybody on review for it? Neil's got the, the preview review copy. Damn it, Neil. Uh, yeah, so so those are – it's coming out uh, – what is it? What did I say? February 2015th uh, in America and then uh, 25th in UK and Europe. Um, and so it doesn't seem like this is going to be a, you know, like regular and, you know, like – and then a separate special edition sort of deal. So, you know, it's going to be kind of the, the Atlas Spoils style, you know, you get this stuff on the first print run. So oh, may, I, maybe this will come to America. We don't know quite now. Nah, probably not. But that's cool for Europe because Europe usually gets the shaft. Keep going. Keep going. More news. we got to get done fast. Uh, so Hero 32nd, which is the, the sequel to Half Minute Hero, uh, has been delayed again. Uh, it's, yeah, it no longer coming seconds. out. Nah, not quite. Uh, no longer coming out February 10th. Uh, it's it's now to a more vague uh, sometime in 2011, which, you know, could be before the end of the fiscal year. could be after. Uh, but who knows? Uh, so that, that'll come out eventually. Uh, but there is a new – we have a, a a clip of the prologue on the site, so if you guys want to check that out. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked uh, oh, yes. is coming out. So this is uh, the the one, like, small tidbit of RPG news that came out of Nintendo's uh, 3DS event in New York City. Uh, uh, Atlas's uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked, which is basically a – remake of uh the 2009 ds game devil you know shimigami tense devil survivor uh was it was announced in famitsu at the beginning of january and now is like officially you know coming to america and so it has a, as a an eighth day scenario which is kind of like an extra day i think it, it took place over the course of the week uh a week yeah it's, it, right? it took place over seven days yeah so this is the the day after scenario uh, uh has a couple of new maps, uh, new demons that you can summon, more difficulty levels, uh, full voice acting 
which should be interesting to see how they manage to localize that uh, or if they localize it, you know, at all. Um, and then it will be in 3D, you know, because that's, that's kind of nifty. Wait, wait, um, wait. Games are in 3D on the 3DS? You, you wouldn't have thought it. But, well, the interesting uh... thing is that if, if you'll recall, uh, the, when it came out on the DS, most of the action happened on the bottom screen. Uh, and it was all like touchscreen based when you're moving around the battlefield and stuff. Uh, and that hasn't changed. So most of it's not going to be in 3D. Uh, the information on the top screen will be in 3D. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know exactly what they're doing there. You know, maybe they'll have, you know, like new. Uh, like sounds stupid. Dude, 3D text, it's going to be like Word Art in Microsoft Word. <laughs> I mean, granted, you can, you know, you can. Turn off D, but. Um, <laughs> It's it's an odd I think it's an odd way to to go about yeah. you know like bringing I, a DS game to the 3DS. It'll be interesting it to see. I I tried to get Alice to give us a comment on this because it you know I I was kind of skeptical and they never responded to me, which makes me sad. Keep moving, keep moving. Uh, so so we we have some details on on Skyrim. Uh, just just you know just a few. It's it, it's they have, pretty. It, it is pretty. It, it's um, real pretty. The, the most oh, it's know, it's the most recent or or one of the most Make recent or not episodes. Uh, issues of Game Informer. Yeah, real has, pretty mouth. <laughs> One of the most recent issues of, of Game Informer has has some some screenshots. There's one screenshot on uh, RPG Fan that you can check out, and it looks it does look pretty. Uh, it's uh, they they have their their new engine has you know like increased lighting distance and draw distance so we shouldn't quite have the same issues uh, when when you know you had like that basically cut off in Oblivion where you would see like more than like fifty miles like or not even uh, like two or three miles ahead of you was like just ugly uh, so, so that that shouldn't be happening. The the um, question does the new engine make the characters not look like mongoloids? We've made okay. that we've made that joke before. I know, yeah, but, but you know what? It, it's it, it's true though. Apparently, they've they've reworked. You know, it's I I don't I can't tell if it's a modified Gambrio engine or a completely new engine because it it's looks brand, it looks like, that's the thing is it looks a whole lot like like a a nicer at least in the in the way they do the 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 motion blur effects and everything and the way like the lighting looks it looks like a nicer kind of uh, Fallout-style engine. Yep. And Skyrim will be inhabited by close talkers who get, like, two inches from your face and they stare have, directly at you. That, that's another one of the details. They have changed uh, the dialogue. I system. know, I know. It's, it's more good. dynamic. Right. People can move around rooms, et cetera, More news. Et cetera. More news. Uh, oh, yeah. hey, uh, Square Enix. Yeah. No, no, wait, wait, wait. One <laughs> news story. This is my news story. Two days. Two freaking days after the Signature Edition is no longer available. Guess what show? One day. Guess was, what show? Yeah, it was two days. I'll give him credit. It was it was two days. Guess what show? Guess what showed up on Steam? Dragon Age Two. Minus minus all that content you could have bought if you bought it somewhere else. Have I, fun. I mean, like I've you know I've stated my opinion on this before. It's it's you know Bioware and EA doing you know like business because you know like with other download sites because Steam is the elephant in the room when it comes to digital download. What a giant uh, middle finger to Steam. I mean, users. at the same time, like I, at I, least it's there. At least it's there. I still I'm still pissy about it, but. Hearing all the crap. Oh about, no! no wait, it's wait, wait. not available for my favorite direct download service, despite the fact that it's available in a bajillion other places for the same platform. Screw you! 
mean, uh, if you think about it, it really <laughs> like the whole if you if you were to have that like foreknowledge of you know like this is not you know like Dragon Age Two Signature Edition is not coming out on Steam, and that is like the only place that you can't get it. It is very clearly a a you know, like their goal was to get people to try to buy it places other than Steam because yeah, and that's right why now, I didn't buy it. I was being loyal to Steam more than anything else. So uh, I mean, who do you like more, Steam or Bioware? Uh, Steam a hell fair. no, no, Steam a hell of a lot more after what you heard about Portal Two. The fact that if I buy it on PS3, I'm getting a free PC version of it. Dude, that, that is that is crazy. awesome. That is all sorts of awesome. So un- unfortunately, uh, Stephen has has. Been lost. Uh, we we don't know quite what happened. Cut his mic. Connection. Uh, yeah, we kicked him out. We hate him. It's no big deal. Uh, so yeah, so we're talking about uh, the the Square Enix first production department premiere thing uh, that happened in Japan. Oh, hey, Steven's back. Hi, Steven. Um, Hello. What a perfect uh, time for me to get tapped out when I have to defend things from Rob's. Yeah, we haven't even we haven't talked about anything yet, so you're fine. All right. Um, oh, good. So the. Uh, so Square Enix had this big event. They showed a new trailer for uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13, uh, which looks super awesome. Can, can we talk uh, about that real quick? Just real yeah, quick. Sure. It, okay. it looks I've, like Kingdom Hearts with suits. And yeah, this was the funny easy. part. I was the one who defended it. This is the really funny <laughs> part. Because I said, like, wow, it kind of looks like the Kingdom Hearts game that I wanted after watching the final movie in Kingdom Hearts 1, where it was, like, really dark and kind of edgy. And, yes, there were zippers, but, you know, I, I kind of liked it. And then I talked to I talked to Steven about this over Facebook. And Steven's like, well, the combat looks really repetitive and the textures look really bland. And it I, don't, I just don't – I don't know how it's going to hold up. And I'm like, so you basically just described Kingdom Hearts. I don't think I said the textures look bland, and the combat is repetitive Kingdom Hearts, but what I said was, well, I also said that, but it looks clunky. That video made it look really, really, like, he had, like, a three-hit combo, and that was all he was doing. All and right, all right, it looks, right. it just, in Kingdom Hearts, when you hit stuff, it's satisfying. That, it was just like... It's satisfying, because stars and crap fly off of it. <laughs> yeah, and things blow up, and you're, like, shooting lightning everywhere. That dude was like... And the camera, you can't tell what's going on. Yeah, that's a wall. <laughs> why am I'm, I staring I'm, at a wall? Why is why are Mickey and Donald dead? Steven, you do have to you do have to consider though that all of that crazy business didn't really kick in until like a couple hours into the game once you started getting like more you know like upgrade sets. And granted, you know like a trailer should show. No, no, I agree. Like I, it just silly. Seems- Yes, the but... vibe I the vibe I got from that trailer was we've ne- we haven't showed any gameplay from this game. People are getting sick of waiting for it. Let's just dump whatever we can find in there. And they could have done a better job. Yeah, and also Perhaps. and also the game. On the one hand, it looks very cool. It looks different, but there's something in the back of my head that's like, you remember when you thought that uh, Dirge of Cerberus looked good? Yeah, you need to keep remembering that, Rob. So I'm, you know, I, I'm tempering I, my expectations a little bit. Dirge of Cerberus was not that bad. No, oh, Dirge I, of Cerberus was oh, pretty fun. Oh, yeah, and, and having Vaseline shoved into my eyeballs and having you know a hot woman kick me in the nuts, yeah, that's that's not nearly as bad either. I don't know what you do in your chair. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was <laughs> I'm not sure what happened there, but the analogy got kind of lost. Anywho, <laughs> Dirge of Cerberus was that bad. So anyway, so yeah, so they, they announced that. They have that trailer uh, for Versus 13. Probably going to come out, begin, I would say, beginning of 2012. In, in America or Japan? Oh, Japan. America won't get it until summer of 2012. Now, Square's gotten better with that. Square has gotten way better with that. 
Yeah, I mean, Dissidia comes out, <clears throat> I think, this yeah, week. Yeah, no, that, okay, and... that's true. Well, it'll be at least a three-month layover. So I, I don't even... They're, Square's gotten better than that. They three do... months for Final Fantasy XII. Thirteen, Good. sorry. Good. Thirteen. Yeah. Three months. That's, I mean, that's not long. That's not terrible. But I, I don't think it's going to be 2011, because we know what the 2011 title's going to be, right, Zach? We, we do. Yay, uh, another linear uh, corridor RPG. Well, you don't know. They, so Final Fantasy XIII 2, uh, hey, the, wait, the wait, second wait. direct sequel has been announced. Do you, uh, you know what other game was linear and had corridors? 999. Yeah. yeah. I had a story and characters that I cared about because I couldn't hear them talking. Bummer. I, I, uh, I made sure that what was the big guy's name? Seven. I made sure that he sounded he's he had the the dulcet tones of uh oh god who played Lando Calrissian? Billy D. Billy, Williams. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, to me, Seven just sounded like Billy D. Williams. Hmm. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they have this interesting in uh in nine nine when like depending on the character who's speaking, the tone of the little beeps when like the text come up yeah. is yeah. is different. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. Talk, Anyways, talk. So yeah. So uh, Final right. Fantasy thirteen two. Uh, it's it's coming out. It's got. Shot. Yeah. I know. Uh, so uh, the the director of Final Fantasy thirteen, who's uh, Motomu Toriyama, it's is going to be. Yeah. He's still. So he's still. Uh, di- he's directing this one. I don't know what you said, but uh, so he's directing this. He's one. still apologizing. <laughs> Rob, uh, you should I be mean, excited not, for this. He's not apologizing as much as the Final Fantasy fourteen people are. So let's just <laughs> okay. See. That's fair. Um. Well, that's because 13 so, is, a, is a technically proficient finished game. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so 13.2, it's, hey, it says, you know, so it's coming out uh, 2011 uh, for both the PS3 and 360. Uh, this, um, it's going to be, and then, so that's just the Japanese release date. Um, the American release date, or I guess, you know, American and or European release date will be winter. Uh, so that could be, you know, like January, February, you know, even as late as early March, if they consider it like that. Um, but definitely before the end of the fiscal year. Uh, See, and I'm then, ki- go for it. I'm kind of excited about that uh, just because, A, I guess I haven't finished 13 yet, so I don't see where the hate's coming from. But I think that's a chance for them to actually fix what was wrong that people perceive was wrong with 13 and, like, get it right. Because 13 had that completely ridiculous development process where nobody knew what they were making for a good, you know, two-thirds of the development time. So, I mean, this time they can say, okay, we know it needs to not be linear. We need to have more customization. We need to get rid of this ridiculously overdramatic nonsense. We need to kill Vanille. Or, you know. or they could make Final Fantasy ten two, but with pretty graphics. Uh, that would be awesome. Didn't didn't they say uh, when no. Final Fantasy thirteen no, came out that uh, they cut out enough content to make another game? I, so, have, they did. I have the slightest feeling that I a mean, lot of that content's going to be in the don't game. Don't get me wrong. What Steven is saying right now, where like they may make the game less linear, I would I would be there. I would want to play it. But to me, I, when I hear stuff like that, I, and the short develop the relatively short development time for a Final Fantasy game, the fact that how long did it take to make thirteen? Like seven years. Well, I mean, they, they now it's have. Now they have the the Crystallis or whatever engine. Yeah, the the white engine or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, but I I just don't see I I don't see it being anything. It's probably going to have more non-linear sections, but I still think it's going to be a linear game, which is fine. But just like, am I going to have to wait 24 hours again? Remember, guys, my PS3 died. Even if I wanted to play Final Fantasy 13 again, I only got eight hours into that game. I'm going to have to repeat. That eight, those eight hours all over again. Even if I wanted to play Final Fantasy 13, just to get to the good stuff, I don't they, want to. 
Nice thing about the PS3 is you can take out the hard drive and put it in another PS3, so uh, theoretically you wouldn't. No, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it doesn't. 13 won't let you... Uh, 13 uh, it, it imprints... There's, a, there's an imprinted code on the hard drive that only that hard drive will see. The PlayStation, the new PlayStation 3 will pick up that hard drive and go, uh, yeah, we're going to have to wipe this. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Trust me. Been, the, been there, done that, John. <laughs> But anyway, so there's there's a trailer that was you know that came out with the uh, the announcement in Japan. Now there's an English trailer also up on on RPG Fan that you can check out. I'd also uh, like to point out that in that trailer, as per the Square Enix uh, business credo at the moment, it's to show some sort of uh, skin. So Lightning now has shorter shorts because that's what sells games. Mm-hmm. And some sweet armor though. So yeah, she looks like Sophia. There's going to be dress spheres. Oh, no. Just for Rob. I never Just played. Rob. I never played ten two. All I know is I have an ex girlfriend that dressed up like Yuna one time, and it looked really hot. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, yes, I mean, so Final Fantasy good. All right. Sorry. Final Fantasy thirteen two is is not the most ridiculous name to come out of that event. No. Uh, no. <laughs> not even close. Kingdom Hearts 3D. Uh, the 3D now stands for um, Daffy Duck Dies. Um, <laughs> Daffy Duck's a WB character. <laughs> Donald Duck Dies. Um, Detailing depraved. I got nothing. That was pretty good. Dinosaurs. That was pretty dinosaurs good. doing... Depraved dinosaurs doing... Dirty deeds. Dastardly. Can we call? Can we call it what it actually is? It's called Dream Drop Distance. Can I explain that actually? And I'm not going to. Oh defend my it. god! Are you going no. to explain Kingdom Hearts lore? No, 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 no. All right, there's no way to explain this. This is called. All right, we talked about this earlier when the DS came out. You know, they had oh, Deadly yeah, Silence yeah. or Resident Evil Deadly Silence, whatever. That's fine. But you know what? They said that the gimmick for the game is they want you to use the 3D so you can feel exhilaration when you're falling great distances. I think Square Enix needs to check what they're doing. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say that they this, need this should not have been the first thing to tip you off to that. And they, they, should just, they, should, they should have just left it. Oh, no, I've been thinking this for a while. They should have just left it Kingdom Hearts 3D because Dream Drop Distance sounds ridiculous. When you get – they're attempting to keep, keep people sold in this story, and it's getting harder and harder because they continually keep stretching it out with more and more retconning. But – if you want to do that, you have to make it at least not embarrassing to want to follow it. Hey, what are you playing? Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Why is it called that? I don't know. I don't know. They, they figured this, this is going to be the worst trend for 3DS games, by the way, is yep. throwing 3Ds into the – like you, there's going to be so many titles that are just incomprehensible. Yep. Assassin's Creed, Deadly Doom and Deadliness. Yeah, Castle, Castlevania Jitterbug of the Dead or whatever the hell they're going to call it. <laughs> Dirge of the Dead. Dur- dirge of the Dramatic. Dirge of Dracula's Deadness. Yes. There we go. Koji, we just gave you one. Please make it. No. Thanks, Iga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got one more Final Fantasy news story, and then we got to be out. We do. Uh, so so Final Fantasy Agito 13 is now Final Fantasy Type 0. Okay, now I said earlier in the podcast that that turned into a Monster Hunter clone. I was, I think I was completely wrong in that, wasn't it? It was originally a card battle game, and then what happened to it? It's like Fantasy uh, Star. Well, it was originally a mobile game. Yeah, it was originally a mobile card game, and then Square had like 10 years to build the damn thing, and now it's Oh, like- dude, I totally misunderstood you. I thought you said car battle game, and I'm like, it was going to be like Twisted Metal. 
That would be awesome. We could play as Vanille. So no. So what is it? What is it now? Is it a Monster Hunter clone, or am I just having a fever dream over here? It's it's like Fantasy Star Portable. Ah, so in other words, not at all like Monster Hunter. Okay. Actually, yeah, Monster Hunter pretty much takes everything from Fantasy Star. Oh, okay. Well, I feel better about myself. And it's now called what Type Zero? Type Zero. Um, and so this is you know this this has kind of been foreshadowed by a series of domain names that they they registered uh, that Square Enix registered earlier either this year or late last year. Um, and so you know we're uh, likely to get a or I think it may have been copyrights or trademarks or something, but we're likely to get a, a type one and a type two and you know so on and w- it'll be interesting to see what you know Square Enix intends to do with the you know air quotes type branding. Whoopee. All right. I, th- I think – is that it for the news? Because we got to wrap this, John. To uh, yeah, just about. All right. So uh, thank you to my uh, esteemed colleagues here. I was almost going to call us the Three Amigos, and then I realized I could count. So uh, thank you for John, Stephen, Zach. Uh, this is Rob. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, be sure to go on to iTunes, download the show, uh, give us ratings, uh, keep going on the boards with things that we can talk about. Uh, I think we're going to have Kyle Miller back on when it's uh, Dragon Age 2 time, so him and I can we, – we can argue about Dragon Age. Like he'll probably play as uh, a warrior. I'll probably play as a mage. I, don't, I have no idea right now. So – and uh, – yeah, I think we we are going to work on guest stars. We really should do that. That was cool. That was yeah, I tried. I tried. I sent an email to the Spoony one, and I never heard back. And I'm a little ticked off about that. So probably like locked in his spam filter or something like that. Or he was like random encounter. That sounds stupid. So anywho, so yeah, if you if you're a follower of the Spoony one, start harassing him to be on this show. Make, Don't do that. Oh, all right. I'll call the I'll call our eleven listeners off. Yes. Our unholy army of the night. Okay, I think I'm done. I've made fun of Final Fantasy too much. So for everybody on the podcast, thanks again for listening, and we will see you all later.